The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM featuring me, Emma Grenfeld and... Hi, I'm Catherine Johnston. Um, leading us in there was a 2004 Jay Kwon classic, Tipsy, to, <laughs> to bring us into a chat about alcohol. I feel like this is the point every week where people tuning in are going, is this radio tune properly? Is this Resonance FM? <laughs> because we're always playing very um, off-the-wall music. But the sound engineer, Ilya, always enjoys it. So <laughs> that's something. One person's happy. Always a pleasure. Okay, so I thought we could actually, well, you thought we could actually start by talking about what kind of drunks we are mm. and that we could label each other. So I'm <laughs> kind of excited to hear what kind of drunk am I, Catherine? When I picture you drunk, so this is, I'm thinking like very drunk, not just tipsy. Um, you're single-minded. You're just totally driven. And it doesn't matter what you've decided to do, but you're not going to, you're not going to deviate from the path that you set yourself. So single-minded and you're very uh, nonchalant. <laughs> Okay, like I'm going to assume those are both compliments. Yeah, I think generally you're like obviously I enjoy spending time with you, and we've I think we've got quite drunk together on numerous occasions, and that isn't an endorsement for drunken behaviour. But um, you know we do like going out and having a drink, and if you were like a classic bad drunk, then I don't think we would be as good friends. But when you are very, very drunk, I would say the first sign is just a very clear kind of I'm doing exactly what I want to do and I'm not going to do anything else. And that characteristic is present in your day to day personality anyway. So it is, I think, the case of being drunk doesn't change you. It just kind of enhances what you have. Um, I'm not really sure because I actually feel like when we get drunk together, I'm just more drunk than you. So my capacity to remember what you're like as a drunk is not <laughs> as, as, as good as yours. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, you're I was actually saying, struggling. I am struggling. <laughs> like I can't even recall a time where I've seen you drunk because I've been more drunk than you all what? those times. Okay, the last time I could think of, I, rem- I remember you falling over a lot. Oh uh, yeah, falling over is my first sign of like real drunkenness actually. A lot of other people have got like way beyond where other people pass out. That's when I fall over and I can keep going, but keep falling over intermittently for about four hours. A lot of mystery bruises. Yeah, yeah. And I would say possibly on the search for a snog. (laughs) That's a characteristic. (laughs) Is that fair? I think that's fair. Uh, Yeah, I think that's fair. (laughs) Okay, so like how old were we the first time we got drunk and what kind of what happened? Do you remember the first time you got drunk? Yeah, I'm a bit worried that um, people might question my parents' um, abilities. But the the first time I got a bit drunk, and it wasn't, like, properly drunk. I wasn't in any harm. But the first time I kind of had alcohol in maybe a reckless and irresponsible way was when um, we'd been watching all these cookery programmes on TV when I was a kid and had never cooked anything. So I used to come up with kind of weird and wonderful ideas for doing stuff, but I wasn't even allowed to use the hob or anything. Um, and I had some friends round and my parents having dinner party and I escaped and I kept saying, why don't we use the leftover chicken that my mum's done and we'll do this thing called marinating it and we'll just take the wine and you pour it over in a bowl and then you leave it and then you eat it. 
So what happened was we just had a bowl of cold chicken covered in wine and we just kind of drank all this wine. So it was probably only about like half a glass, but if you're eight years old and... So you were a real ringleader at getting other children drunk. Yeah, I was always that person kind of at the party just trying to get other people in a mess. And I'm still, I'm <laughs> still, I'm still yeah, I'm still, I'm still there. Um, so that was kind of the first time that I suppose I drank more than I should have. And I do remember feeling quite sick. But also once when I was a very small child, like in my mind, I think I'm like seven. Um, I hope not. I went fishing with my dad and got absolutely freezing and I hated it because fishing is really boring. Um, but to keep me warm, he gave me a little bit of brandy out of his hip flask and my mum went mental when she found out because I was sick after. So they're two quite early instances. Um, yeah, child drinking times. I mean, I guess I was thinking, for me, it was definitely intentional and my parents <laughs> weren't present. Actually, I tell a lie. Maybe they were present. I do remember my first ever party that I had, like proper big party, drinking party. My mum was there upstairs hiding away and I wouldn't let her out and it was awful and um, some horrible boys from like the park came over and they wanted to come to the party and she had to like chase them away in her dressing gown just imagine if social media had existed then what like, a shame she, well no she, she managed to get them out but now that would be like 400 people Oh, know, I see. Descending on your no, house. It would been, yeah, there's no way that she could have, you know, stemmed the tide. Perhaps. Um, but the first time I ever got drunk, I think I was like 16. And, you know, people have been doing it for a while. I mean, mm. my friends have been doing it for a while. And I just hadn't really managed because I hate and I still hate the taste of alcohol. And I hated it at the time. Like, I really don't enjoy drinking most of the time. Unless really? it's something like, unless it's something fizzy. Unless I can kind of trick <laughs> myself, it's like some fizzy pop. So, so you've never got to the stage of going, oh, I'm home from work and I'm just going to crack open that really nice, like, cab slab because it's so delicious and expensive. Never. You're never I'm going to be like, oh, I've got home from work drinker. and maybe I'll have a Strongbow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but considering I get home from work at, like, 1pm, I don't start drinking then. Um, but yeah, I was at this party and I wanted to get drunk and my friends were like, okay, we're going to help you out. And they just kept on giving me these shots and then being like, you've just got to drink it. You've just got to drink it. And like doing like little countdowns. So I just got really, really drunk. Um, and I, all I remember is like talking to people and being like, guys, I'm really drunk. Like, am I being really annoying? I'm so annoying. And everyone yeah. was like, you're fine until you start continuously asking if you're being annoying. And I feel like probably not much has changed in my character since then. So I think, um... I'm now having flashbacks to all of the nights out that I had when I was a teenager. And um, I think the common theme is that thing around you're only drinking because you feel like it's a thing that you, like you've just got to get through the first time that you get really drunk and you go out with your friends and it's something that you just kind of have to do. And it generally involves either back then Alco Pops were just like a thing that people used to do. Shots. People and still it's, do alcohol pops. But like, it's them. like just the drinking things that don't taste like alcohol and are very sugary. And the desired effect is to try and get drunk as quickly as possible. Like not in like, you know, at least with my friends, they weren't kind of drinkers in like a hard drinking sense. Like, you know, we're going to stay up all night even. It was just about we'll do a few shots and then like it just means that we'll be on the dance floor quicker. And it was all about that kind of inhibition losing. And that's... and. Looking back, it actually seems quite innocent, like the idea that you could just, you know, have a few Smirnoff Ices and get on the dance floor and then go home. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of a shame that it took getting drunk and doing that kind of thing to get all the girls and all the guys in the sixth form centre to actually hang out together and properly 
you know, start dancing and really like chatting properly. Like it was all the drinking that brought people together. I don't know if is that something that you kind of felt at your school was a bit of a like a loosening up effect. I don't really feel that way because I think that like the most most of the time that I was drinking with my friends was with people I was friends with anyway and it would kind of be like a group of us maybe a more like friendship solidifying activity but it I don't feel like it was like a necessary way to get people to mix. Also, we were drinking um aftershock. That was our drink of choice. I just remember like <laughs> continuous shots of aftershock. Um Mine was yeah. black sambuca. Disgusting. And what I would drink if I was going on a date to look a bit, you know, if I if I wasn't going to have a shot, something that, that was like a long drink, a bit nicer, Malibu and pineapple juice. It's very fancy. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, I've literally at one point I was having like, you know, that was like a five a night on a night out kind of drink. Just ridiculous. You, you shouldn't be having that much pineapple that juice. That harks back to your last week's concern about getting your five a day. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe that counts. Did you feel that drinking is just an ingrained part of culture that we have in the UK and that it's something that you want to do to kind of like you have to do it to make friends? I just think it was like the obvious next step. Like, you know, we would go out and do these things when we were younger and then it got to a point where it was like, okay, now it's the drinking time. We've got to an age where like everyone started drinking. Hopefully soon it'll be the sex time. Like that's the kind of thoughts we were having. I don't I don't know. I I feel like it is, yeah, pretty ingrained. Like, I don't know how people who don't drink, how they go about their lives. (laughs) I don't know, like, how you would... I don't know, yeah, I can't imagine, like, starting uni and, like, never having been drunk. But people do do that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of thinking, because I feel that um, drinking culture is so prevalent, especially at university level. Like, if you are someone who's drank and you've kind of had that experience and for whatever reason, whether it's because you have a problem or not, you decide to stop drinking and you're a bit older, um, people can kind of get around that and you have more going on in your life and you have other commitments. But when you're at an age where it's just all about kind of socialising and meeting people and finding your place in social groups, I think it is so difficult for someone who's um, 17, 18, 19 years old to have a kind of sense of identity and to be accepted by people and to make maybe the friends they want to make if they don't drink. I don't know how you can go about being really sporty, for example, and bonding and socialising, making friends without taking part in some of the more ritualistic elements of drinking, which is around kind of proving that you can maybe be like really manly by downing loads of pints or um, you can be really fun girl by, you know, doing similar kinds of things. And it's all to do with like the idea of challenge and putting yourselves under the same really kind of um, physically arduous and quite disgusting um, challenges. I do feel like people who didn't drink were very left out when we were at university. I, I don't know whether... Even now, I would find it quite difficult to say bond with work colleagues because going to the pub and getting drunk is how people really just loosen up and start talking about their private lives, for example. And that's the kind of function that I think it still kind of has, which in a way is a bit of a shame. But so, I mean, so we lived together at uni for two years and I think our second year was like quite a dark (laughs) period in both our lives, um, drinking wise. Like when you look back on that, like how do you feel? Because like we were like going out a lot, like several times a week, getting like like just disgustingly drunk. Like turning up for class like I had to turn up for classes at like five PM and that was like a struggle to get there on time. Like Mm -hmm. I would have like just woken up and like been like crawling to class. I remember telling my teacher that once and he was just like, What is wrong with you? And yeah, that was a a point where I thought that is probably quite bad, isn't it? But 
yeah, and like looking back, it does make me feel a bit like what a waste of money and time like <laughs> to buy all that. I don't know, like just having to sleep through all that. I don't know. It just kind of feels a bit horrible. But like, do you look back on it and think like, oh, but we had some good nights out. So does it matter? Or like, how do you feel about it? I think that. I mean, we definitely had some good nights out. Obviously. Oh, yeah, we had loads. And I think that probably what happened was we were three people who don't have a natural stop button. And we've had to learn how to do that. And some people are just really sensible and have that. And they always have some kind of thing that snaps them back to reality and goes, it's Wednesday, so you've got to be a bit sensible. I think we were in our house with people who weren't like that. But also, I think that before I went to university, I had this thing ingrained in my mind that being a student was the time when you do this stuff. And it's fine because you're a student. So if you want to, like, be really gross and do, like, just go out loads and do whatever, that is when you do it. And when you see students like that is the kind of rep like you eat cereal at like dinner time and you don't leave the house for like three days and you live a nocturnal lifestyle and you're just useless at everything and I think I just really took it on board but you also don't really have any time commitments drinks are really cheap you've got a student loan I guess all those things are in your favor to be getting drunk all the time yeah and I I think It wasn't so much that we went on a mission to drink loads because I think there were a lot of people who probably drink more unhealthily and more than us. I think it was more that we just prioritised socialising. In that period of time, I definitely did a lot of work on either side of that year. But I think in that time, we prioritised just doing absolutely like fun stuff. We started doing the radio show. And look, look, look at all the benefits it's brought us. Now we're here on Resonance. Like, you know, we were just doing stuff. And in terms of like life experience, I met so many people during that period because we were just out all the time doing things. Even now, when I do stuff in the evenings and I get really busy and I don't have time to do anything else and maybe I'm out too much and I'm really tired at work, I just find that even though it's really exhausting doing stuff outside and like socializing always kind of reaps like benefits so I actually I don't look back on it being too depressed apart from when I just think about how tired I felt all the time um I do I do remember being like we couldn't even walk down our own street without stopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad um something I was thinking about and it's something that people always say is that like you don't really get hangovers till you're I don't know people give you different estimations of age like obviously there were times when you'd wake up and like throw up everywhere or whatever I would, not necessarily you. Um, But, like, how do you think your hangovers have changed? Because I've kind of noticed a pattern in that I think, like, at uni, you know, maybe occasionally I'd have a hangover and it would more be, like, kind of feeling sick or whatever. But now it's, like, if I have a really big night out, I I have, like, blackouts where I don't remember a lot of stuff that's happened. And that leads to kind of, like, boozy blues or whatever people Mm -hmm. call this. I don't know. But, like kind of post-drink anxiety where I'm just like I don't remember what I did what did I say who was there what might I have said to them like who did I like whatever I don't know mm. it, that makes me much more anxious which I think I didn't have before and maybe because I was maybe I was just better behaved before so I didn't have cause to be anxious but I think I just don't yeah I don't know do you have a similar like what's your hangover feeling well what I've noticed is that um you know you imagine that you're gonna have your kind of worst behavior when you're at university And when you start work, you're going to just like morph into this professional person who looks perfect all the time and needs perfect life. And actually what happens is you start work. And in a lot of cases, like your work colleagues just turn out to be even more ridiculous than your university friends. And people are really badly behaved. And there's a thing 
like when we went out, you know, at university, you've got a little bit more money maybe and you're quite happy to live on a diet of chips and you'll eat random times in the day. In the office, as we talked about um, recently, there's the big office culture of being healthy and like eating salads and people talking about weight loss and you go out for drinks after work. No one ever wants to pay for dinner. People want to go out for dinner with their boyfriends and their actual friends, not their work friends. People go out for drinks after work and you have no dinner and then one turns into like four and before you know it, it's midnight, you're on the night bus home and you've literally eaten nothing since like 12. So your hangovers, you're then having to get up to go to work. Like for me, my hangovers are just worse because it's not like a night out you've planned. It's an accidental, you know, you're in the pub with like your boss and suddenly you're really drunk and you're chatting very inappropriate stuff and you're just absolutely starving and you end up at the drive through McDonald's or whatever at two in the morning just thinking, why am I doing this on a Wednesday? So like the kind of irritation and the accidental hangover has started creeping up on me where I just think, I don't deserve this. I've had like three drinks, but because I've not eaten for 10 hours, I'm now completely screwed. Have you ever thrown up at work? Oh, Due yeah. to alcohol? Yeah. I mean, I still get at least two WhatsApp messages a week from different friends telling me that they're so hungover they've vommed at work or they've not gone in or had to go home. Like, literally, like, that just happens consistently amongst people I know. Is that, like, our age group, do you think? Like, our kind of... Or our friends. (laughs) Yeah, maybe our irresponsible friends. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I suppose what you're saying as well, because I was thinking it's, like, a shift from, like, uni drinking to, like, getting a bit older and hangover changes and stuff. But then... Someone I was working with was saying when they worked as a graphic designer, like every lunchtime, the whole group of graphic designers would go out and get really, really drunk and then go back to work like in the afternoon. And she said that she had to quit the job because like she just threw up like quite frequently at work. and just felt awful and was getting a hangover by the end of the day. Like yeah. after three months, just quit. I think a lot of it comes down to your expectation of what you think is appropriate um, behaviour at different life stages. And I just didn't, I thought, you know, if I ever went out with drinks with people from work, um, it would just be a kind of, okay, we're celebrating something, so we'll all have one glass and then we'll all go home. And actually you realise that there are just a lot of people who, you know, that they're still always pushing it. There's still potential to be a complete mess and there's still, you know, wherever you go, there are people who are sorted and people who aren't and it's really up to you all the time to kind of just try and work out what your limits are. But you can still have as much fun when you're like in your 40s, 50s, 60s. And there are people like that. Um, people's parents, like, you know, um, it just it just doesn't have to stop. So you've got to just not assume that because you're getting older, you're going to get more sensible. It's got to be your own life choice. Do you think you could go on a night out and not drink? Yeah, and I have lots. <laughs> That voice is like, that's the lying voice. Yeah, mom, I have. Um, no, I have. <laughs> Sorry. I definitely have. I mean, what do you mean by night out? Like, obviously, I go out and do things and don't drink. Like, in a club, could you think? I So, in terms of, like, proper clubbing, I think I've been clubbing two or three times and not drank a single drop and there's been a couple of different reasons. I might have had a ticket for something and I've been on antibiotics and it's been the ones where you definitely can't drink and it's just not worth it and I've still gone. Um, I think I've been to, like out at a festival and not drank anything. I get cystitis a lot, festivals, obviously, you know. High risk. hydrated. Yeah, high risk. Um, and I, I think I've tried to do it in like 
I kind of club just to prove that I can. And I, yeah, I hated it. But the thing is, I'm not like you. I genuinely, like, love, um, at, like, alcohol, the taste of alcohol. I like drinking. I like having wine. I like, you know, um, I've never really got into whiskey. Um, I feel like I should. But, you know, I, I could, I, I like the act of drinking as well. It's not just about getting drunk. I just, I just like it. Um, so I don't feel so bad about, like, wanting to do it. But equally, what is disillusioning, like, is when you go out and people are just really drunk and you realise that actually you don't like people when you're sober and they're drunk. And yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the worst thing. When, yeah. when other people around you are incredibly drunk and you're not drunk and it just, it looks so disgusting. Like, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, yeah, we both do it and we both get really drunk. But when you see everyone else around you looking in that state and, like, falling over themselves and, like, throwing up in the street and, like, yeah, peeing in the whatever corridor like you know we've all done it and it depends it's not nice it depends where you are and i think that is the kind of different type of is your expectation of what you want to do and i have a lot of um you know friends who like drinking and doing stuff and they're never really antisocial and i don't feel like i'm an antisocial drunk i think that i'm just the type of person to be a little bit louder on the train um on the way home or whatever um and occasionally i have obviously been badly behaved um but I'm not like that antisocial. But some people are just terrible drunks, and whatever they do, they're like chronically messy. And it's about working out whether you're that type of person or not. I mean, I think like I think I have a tendency. Really, I could I could go aggressive, and I can be aggressive when I'm drunk. I and mean, I didn't say it. that earlier. <laughs> you I didn't said, say it, but I, I think said you were driven. Thinking, yeah, but we both <laughs> knew you've seen me. And it's not that nice. And I th- think that probably I have made like a conscious effort, like more recently, just not to get drunk or to only get drunk around like people who I would have no reason to be aggressive towards. Well, that's sensible because you're, you're at least taking control of that. And a lot of people, they go through their whole lives and they never really manage to go through that kind of decision making process. Um, did when you were growing up, so we talked a little bit earlier on about um, kind of the first time you got drunk and that kind of thing. But did your parents have like a particular attitude when you were kind of being brought up around what drinking is like? Did they kind of encourage, discourage it? Give I mean, you a chat. I think it's funny because, well, maybe not funny, but like my mum's Australian, my dad's from Russia. Those are quite drinkingy nations, mm. I think. But neither of them really that big drinkers. They would like drink a bit, like at dinner and stuff. Um, and my mum used to always buy like archers, the Alcopop archers. You know the ones I mean? She used to I, buy, I know oh, all the Alcopops. She used to buy them like loads. When, okay, she denies this and I brought it up with her many times. She used to buy them when they were on like special offer when I was like 15. <laughs> just give them to me like after school. But only like one. I don't know. It was very strange. Like Esther will deny it, but it's true. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people I know her parents who did that. It's the phase of like, we're just going to have a dialogue. It's fine. Yeah. And I think like, obviously I did, I did have a party and have parties like in our, in our house when my parents were either in or I kicked them out somewhere. But like, so they obviously knew it was going on. I don't feel like they particularly encouraged it, but they obviously like allowed it to happen. Um, something that my mom does a lot, which is like, if anything ever happens to me, if I'm like, oh my God, I fell over and like tripped and like, it's really awful. Or, like, oh, I've lost this thing. Every time she always says, oh, were you drunk? And it's like, no, you know that I'm just a generally like clumsy and like disorganized person. I don't have to be drunk for that. But I don't know. What about your parents? Um, well, my dad used to be a real party animal. 
and he was the type of person who drank a lot, was centre of attention. Um, I've, you know, found photos of him, like, drunk on top of a canal boat, like, with no clothes on in the house, with his friends all cheering and, you know, with pints and that kind of thing. And, yeah, if you met him now, he's... It's like my mum always says this saying, like, um, hell hath no fury like a convert. And he's just all about the health and you shouldn't drink loads. There's an alcoholic streak in our family because his, like, great-grandfather was a bit of an alcoholic. No one else, but that apparently means that we are genetically, like, liable, you know, um, to drinking too much. So he's always been quite kind of, like, strict. And I think it's just out of, like sheer fear if I just push it and try and make sure that my daughter doesn't drink that much and really go for it then she'll probably just be fine um but when I am really hungover they both kind of seem to find it quite amusing and they tend to like my mum will make me a roast dinner and bring it to me in bed even if it's like seven in the evening um and be relatively sympathetic so I think they kind of get it um but when I was a kid they tried to do what they thought was a really continental thing of like when we had dinner they'd give me like say just a little kind of like liqueur glass of wine while they were having wine so that it was like you get used to it from when you're quite little I think we're almost out of time um, so obviously I need to say thanks for listening listen to our podcast on iTunes podcast.com yeah. forward slash regular women and our Twitter is at VLW radio yeah um very very quickly do you have a hangover cure mine is cold can of iron brew before bed three pints of water two pieces of toast a bit of chocolate and if you already have a headache just take one paracetamol excellent there you go listeners um, I'm not a doctor that's not you know medical oh none advice. of this nothing we say is yeah legitimate <laughs> in any way um, hopefully this is alcohol by the bare naked ladies thanks <laughs> For full versions of our shows, check out verylosewomen.wordpress.com. This programme was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.